Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Three o'clock here on the afternoon show. Apologize for the uh, the disjointed start to the show. Uh, well, obviously with you know mm-hmm. Hugh and, and Joe and the Eagles press conference is running late, but we're cooking now. We're co- we're cooking with we're cooking now because uh, they had a press conference today, and whenever the Eagles talk, <laughs> people want to react, and no one better to react with than our guy Elliot Shore Parks. He is sponsored by BQ Basements and Concrete Foundation Repair, Basement Waterproofing, and Crawl Space Experts. Call today for a free inspection. To book your appointment, go to basementsbybq.com. What's happening, Elliot? What up? How you guys doing? ESP. What's up, bro? You know, just another interesting day in Eagles land. <laughs> yeah. Like but uh, they always keep it interesting. Big picture takeaway from, uh, from Howie and Nick before we get into all the uh, specifics. Yes, yeah, so I got one on offense and one on defense. Which do you, what do you want to start with? The more important side of the ball? The, which, is, which is the more important <laughs> side of the ball to you? Well, for this team, I think this offseason it's going to be the defense. Um, I just got the vibe listening to them talk that I think they're going to be active in free agency trying to fix this defense. Um, you know, Howie mentioned how they have young players at defensive tackles. Maybe you don't, uh, you don't go after that position. But I think that with the increased cap space that they have, that you're going to go and see them not just last year when they signed guys, it was kind of one-year deals. And, and maybe, you know, they'll do some of that if, it, if the opportunity presents itself. But I think when we're doing Burt's Town Hall and we're having those first few days of free agency, you're going to see, like, big-time additions to this defense, like young, expensive, mm-hmm. multi-year contracts. Uh, and I think probably – I mean, look, on defense, almost all the positions are positions in need. But, you know, maybe safety, linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, one of the elite corners hits the market. But with this cap space, I think they view it as – 
the defense needs fixed. The offense just didn't play well. I think they view the defense as needing fixed, and I think they're going to go and spend to do that. Yeah, and they're right. It, it does need fixing and from a personnel standpoint. And I always say this. Like, you try to address what you can, especially if you financially can do it, meaning you got the salary cap space. You don't go into a draft trying to fill holes for needs. That's what free agency is for, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And what you don't get taken care of in free agency, that's where you sort of supplement it in the draft, other than the quarterback position. Obviously, if you draft an high, you need a quarterback. You do that in the draft. But I, I really would be looking to address whatever needs I have positional-wise in free agency. They have the money to do it. So you think Howie's going to be aggressive in free agency? I do, yeah. I mean, they're at, I think, around $30 million right now. Uh, they still need to figure out what's going to happen with Hassan Reddick. I did get the vibe that uh, they're very open to bringing Hassan back. I think at this point, especially, and this will be a big week for it down in Indianapolis, like Hassan and his agent will go around and see what the best offer they can get is. And if no team blows Hassan away, I think the Eagles will pay Hassan and keep him because I don't think they're in the position right now, and I don't think they are either, to be giving talent away on defense. And Hassan is still relatively – Young. I mean, he's not super young, but he only's 30, so he probably still has two or three really productive years left. Um, so, yeah, I think that they will be very interested in, uh, in bringing Hassan back. But the, the other kind of takeaway, and it ties to the defense, is I think they view the defense as needing an overhaul. I don't get the vibe being down here that the offense is going to get an overhaul. Like everyone that thought Kellen Moore coming in is going to lead to some massive uh, change in scheme, and you're going to see all these new things. Like there will be new things added, but one thing Sirianni said today was, you know, he kind of wants to mesh them both, right? He wants to take what he's done on offense that's worked. <laughs> what does that Elliot. mean? What does that mean, Elliot? What does that mean? Well, you're not going to like what it means, but I'll tell you. <laughs> what it means is this idea that I've said for months is true is that their offense is not broken. The players didn't play well. AJ tried to tell you guys that, and told, well, not just you guys, but, you know, has said that when he called in. Like, the problem was execution. So mm-hmm. I don't think that Look, I'm sure they'll do more like motion and stuff next year just because they were dead last in the league in it. But either one of two things is going to happen. One, Kellen Moore and Nick Sirianni are going to mesh this thing together and you'll see new wrinkles and different things, but you're still going to see a lot of what they did last year. Or they might have a potential problem on their hands because like listening to Nick talk at the podium, I didn't get the vibe that he was like viewing himself as Mr. CEO head coach. Like I think Nick is still going to be very involved in the offensive side of the ball. So Hopefully when they put this, this structure together, it was made clear to him or, you know, they decided, like, this is how it's going to work. Because if there is some gray there, I, I just wonder how things are going to play out if, you know, Nick, if the offense really is being taken away from Nick. But, but I don't view that as the case. So on Hassan Reddick, I, I find that interesting. Because do you think, and after he talked about – you know, we're going to be aggressive and stuff like that. Because I actually had the opposite takeaway that you had from the Reddit comments. It felt more like, eh, like we'll, we'll kind of see what happens there rather than like we're, we we want him back, you know, full bore. We'll get a deal done, stuff like that. I think he could have answered it in a different way. Do you think that maybe their philosophy here is we'll take him back, but I, we're going to go pursue one of these younger uh, edge rushers off of their rookie deal rather than paying a, a, a 30-year-old? So I think their philosophy is, they don't think anyone's going to pay Hassan a ton of money. So they're, they're going to allow his agent to shop around, see what they can get. Keep in mind, Hassan Reddick has a $21 million cap hit right now on the Eagles. It's the largest cap hit on the team. So it benefits the Eagles to extend Hassan Reddick because if they extend him, that further lowers his cap space. You probably 
save 10 to $12 million by extending him. So I think that to your point, like I agree that if Hassan goes out and gets a deal that they don't want to pay, I don't think they're going to like lose sleep over it. But I, I definitely think like they are very, they're not viewing the door shut on Hassan. I think it's going to, it's kind of out of their hands in a way because it's really going to come down to what other teams are willing to pay him. Elliot, um, what do you think about his answer about uh, the culture? You know, did he say double down and tripling down on the core values? I know that was your question. What do you think of his answer? Yeah, so I asked him kind of what what he learned from last year that would make it make him a better coach next year if they were to put themselves in a similar situation. And look, I don't think in all our years covering this team and talking about them WIP, we'll probably never see that situation again, right? I mean, losing five and six, collapsing like that, like that was, that was pretty bad. But, I mean, his, his answer on it, you know, I, I think the doubling down on the core philosophies, I, it wasn't the most inspiring answer. Like, I think it, it makes sense what he's saying, that you kind of double down on what you believe in. And in 2021, when he did that, it worked. Last year, he, it didn't. But just reading between the lines, I got the sense that maybe Nick felt – he didn't handle that situation the best he could have. Like, looking back on it, and he's not going to get into the specifics, Mm -hmm. certainly not in front of the media, but I I would guess Nick looked at how he handled that and and thought he could have done a better job. Like, if he when he talks about the core philosophies, you know, there's connection, accountability. I I can't name all five, even though I've heard them like a thousand times. But That's that's disappointing. I need need you on that. I'd be curious if you can. But um, Accountability, connectivity. Discipline? Competition. Competition. Is discipline one of them? Uh, I don't know. I don't think discipline is one. Or it should be. <laughs> well, it might be. It might be implied in another one. But but I, I think I wonder if he leaned too much into either connection or accountability. Right. And maybe felt he could have been, you know, better on one of those. So you know, I think Nick was trying to say he's learned from what happened, but they're just they're not gonna get into details about what they feel went wrong, in all honesty. Like they might give give hints and say certain things but we've heard them talk twice now since the season ended and i don't think they've really kind of spelled out exactly what it was that they feel went wrong no they're not giving you guys any cracks man they're not going to open that door to let you guys walk through it and start asking a bunch of follow-up questions (laughs) i I will i will say though that i think that with the collapse of the team there's this perception that like there's a smoking gun somewhere that, that everyone needs to find out. Like there was like one thing that happened or, you know, there's this big secret and look, maybe there is, but I truly think they believe in the Novacare that it was just a collection of things and it wasn't one major problem. Like, I don't think they view this as, you know, this, the season would have been so much better if Jalen was a better leader or like, or, or something like that. They probably think the players need to play better. Jalen can be a better leader. The coaches didn't do a good enough job. Like I, I don't think, there's there's one big thing out there that we're missing. I think all the problems that they had last year, we've discussed and we know what they are. Yeah. And next year, like they, the players have to play better. And certainly on defense, which I think is how they view this season as turning around or next season, is if they can get slightly better play on offense and way better play on defense, I think they view themselves as being like right back in that top four or five team in the league. I didn't hear this question being asked either Howie or um... – Nick, so forgive me if somebody did ask the question, but uh, Jason Kelsey coming back, what did, did I mean, that, that would have been a great Kelsey, uh, question for Howie as to had he heard anything and does he know what Jason's plans are? Yeah, so I, I believe at the end, um, 
it was it was asked, and he said something along the lines of like, "You only ever want to see him and uh, Fletcher Cox wear at midnight green." So, uh, you know, it feels like this is the third or fourth year in a row at the combine. How he's being asked <laughs> if Jason is going to retire? Yeah, and I think I think for for two reasons, out of respect for Jason, he's probably not going to say what what he thinks is going to happen. But then I also think that you know they they might not know yet. Like even when Jason talks about it, it sounds like he is still thinking about it. So. Um, but no, there was no definitive or even okay. inclination, I think, one way or the other about what Jason's doing. Yeah, there's, there's there's no way that the Eagles could know because I then I wouldn't I really wouldn't understand why Jason wouldn't just go ahead and say whatever it is. I mean, because right. if the I mean, Eagles I'm, if the I'm Eagles know, then you might as well tell everybody. Yeah, yeah, and look, I think they're around Jason every day at the Novacare. I'm sure that they have a a guess, but no, I, I don't think. Um, well, I got news for you: if he's still coming around the Novacare every day, then he's probably coming back. Well, and, and also, you, know, you don't retire so, and all of a sudden still go to work and, and go into the building all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think I, I agree with that. I, I also think that, you know, with Jason coming back, I'm not sure. Obviously, you want to know, and it's an important piece of information, but, like, he's already under contract for next year. You probably already have this, the player you think will slide over to center in Cam Jurgen, mm-hmm. And not to, like, completely diminish the position, but you can find a right guard, you know, if, if like, you need to, right? So I, I think that, while they, I'm sure they want to know and they have a guess, I don't think it's like holding up their offseason plan. Well, they need to know if they have 14 extra million to spend too. I mean, that's that's one of the big issues. Yeah, but not really. I mean, they just like they have they have a ton of money. Like, I, it, it's good to know, but the 14 million dollars I don't think changes changes their perception. The the other takeaway, and I know Howie is kind of playing chess up there uh, in terms of you know not giving a full answer, but the James Bradbury thing, I. I didn't get the vibe that they're like definitely cutting him. They might, but with the increased salary cap, you know, some are saying, well, it makes it easier to take the cap hit. But there's definitely a world where they view this as the, co- the coaching was bad on defense last year. The safety play next to James was bad next, uh, last year. Um, you know, the, he, they asked him to move around. Uh, Howie did mention they think he's an outside corner that he can't play inside. I, I didn't get the vibe that they're they're like dying to – take a $9 million cap hit to cut James Bradbury. Well, listen, buddy. They better get ready for it, okay? <laughs> I know they might have had the vibe <laughs> of that. Because, man, he's, he also lost like two steps last year. It doesn't have anything to do with coaching. So I, I disagree. He looks he looks slower. And I, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but like I do think getting really poor safety play next to you like makes makes the corner look worse. Like the, the play in Seattle, look, he should have been better there. But if you have better safety play, like I think the main problem with Bradbury was he got beat deep a lot. And I think that one way you correct that is having better safety play next to him that is that is able to help him there. I, I'm not saying you can go into next year with him as like the, the locked in starter opposite Slay, but I do think to take a nine million dollar cap hit to cut him, I don't I don't see the benefit of that. You bring him to camp, you see if he's good, and then you figure it out there. But just removing him from the roster when you can have ninety guys, I I don't I doesn't me me at least. I don't get the sense they're in a rush to do that, but I could be wrong. I don't think he has much left in the tank. As as a player, I just don't. I don't think there's there's much left in the tank. And I think, you know, if you're letting finances control your decision here, then we're just going to be disappointed in the product on the field. Now, like you can say from a financial standpoint, whether or not it's smart to do, okay, but. If you're expecting to put a guy out there and cover the likes of a C.D. Lamb and some of these other receivers that are out there, that and we're talking about winning a championship, and that's where my mindset is at. I, I just, 
I just don't see that level of play there. So I just don't I, see that I, level of play. So I, I agree that you can't go into next year with him as your plan and then behind him don't, not having great options. Like, I, I could picture a world where, look, let's say LeJarius Sneed hits the open market, then yes, Bradbury's gone because he's not, they're not going to keep both. But if you want to go into next year, let's say they draft a corner high, first round, second round, you have Keely Ringo, you have Eli Rick. I think there's a world where you go to camp, you let those guys compete, and you see who wins. Mm-hmm. But Bradbury does offer, and I know people don't think his floor is very high right now, but he does offer some level of like veteran presence and some level of at least you know what you're getting with him that these other young guys might not. So I think that the other moves they make at corner will impact what they do with Bradbury. Well, that's the biggest thing. When I hear Bradbury may be coming back, then that that somewhat dims the light on my on my hope that Legere Sneed is here. Yeah, I, I think the, the I mean the obvious question with Sneed is if he's even going to hit the free agency market. If, if Sneed becomes a free agent and is able to negotiate, mm-hmm. I think Eagles will be very much very much in on that. Now they they like Keely Ringo, and so maybe that factors in a little bit. Obviously, he's cost controlled, and you know he's young, so you don't want to just not have him play. And that was the other thing how he mentioned, you know, maybe Nolan Smith should have played a little bit more. So maybe mm-hmm. they want to try to play younger guys, but Sneed is somebody that corrects that position for three, four years minimum, you know, if not more. Yes. And I also think he's a culture setter. Like he is someone that comes in on your side of the defense and really, you know, adds a lot as a leader. He's someone that's played won Super Bowls, obviously. So I think if Sneed were hit the open market, they would pay for him. The question is just if Kansas City is gonna gonna let him hit the open market. Well, they better. They gotta pay. They gotta pay Chris Jones, don't they? Yeah. Let him go. They got they got uh, the young kid McDuffie. They yeah. Got Andy, yeah. Andy, if we were in Kansas City, we would be saying you pay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you I think? I imagine that's their objective. Do you think that Nick had a better press conference today because Dom was there and he's able to make <laughs> sure that you know he's everything's everything's calmed down now because Dom's back. I, I, do, I do think, in all seriousness, that today felt a little bit like a turning of the page from last season. The last time we saw them talk, obviously, temperatures were very high. People were very mad. Um, you could see on their faces when they talked last time that it, it had been a long two months for them. They look worn um, down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think today it felt a little bit like the, the turning of the page to next season. It didn't feel like, as much at least, the baggage from last year was, was, was there. So. Um, yeah, I, I thought they both looked a little more refreshed than about, maybe they did last time. What about his answer on the Jalen being a vocal leader? Um, yeah, I would imagine internally they probably talk about that in a way that they're not going to at the podium. Um, I don't think what he's saying is incorrect. Like, I, I do – well, I, I think that, you you know, as a leader, and what he was trying to say was, you know, you don't, you don't want to not be who you are. That comes across as phony. But where I would push back on him is you do – also need to do what is expected of you and, you know, try your best to do that. So I think he's always going to defend Jalen at the podium. Um, I think his answer made sense, but I, I don't think internally they, they, they feel that way. I think internally they probably want Jalen to be more vocal and be probably a better leader than he was last year. And final thing here, did you go stuff the Georgia and Shane Steichen question askers into a locker? Like, why were they allowed to be there? Well, that's what this event is, right? This event's not in Philly. So there were, uh, you know, the, they were obviously not local reporters. Um, I'm sure when Shane Steichen talks tomorrow, you know, some of us will be there asking him questions. So not fun when we have so many questions to ask and we're hearing about 
how Shane Steichen did and how he's telling a story about a gift he gave him, but is what it is. <laughs> it's unreal. Unreal. I, right. I have it in me to stuff someone in a locker, no, but I, 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 I sat there and, and listened to the question. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. A riveting answer. Uh, all right, Elliot, appreciate the time and uh, enjoy Indianapolis, okay? Sounds good. Talk to you. <laughs> no, bro. Come back with some scoops. Come back with some scoops. That's what I want. Elliot Short Parks, live from Indianapolis. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Uh, the Bradbury thing feels like a kind of like the, the Quez Watkins is our number two starter. Like, yes. Saying he's an outside guy, of course he's going to say he's an outside guy. Um, Which I say that all year. Right. When people wanted to move Bradbury into the slot and all that other stuff. There has been whispers. Did you put him at safety? Safety. Yeah. Did you did you see him tackle? Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm good on him not yeah. being in safety. Um and, and also like how he knows that if he's gonna be players in the free agent market, like he can't just say we need a corner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he is under contract. Yeah, I I take all this as posturing. I just don't know how this whole this whole defense doesn't get an overhaul. And and the idea Listen, I love I love Big Bro Hugh. I love him to death, and uh, and I certainly respect um, his 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 view on what he wants to do with the defense moving forward. But the idea of just playing young players just to watch them develop, and 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 by the way, just because it worked in Kansas City doesn't mean it's going to work here. Correct. <laughs> First of all, let me start here on the defensive side of the ball in Kansas City. That defensive coordinator has been there how long? Five years? Five years. So he's running the same defense. Knows the personnel. He selected all the personnel. Maybe that's one of the reasons why it worked out there. And real quick, Chris Jones is already there. Not to mention Chris Jones is there. So you got an anchor in the middle of your defense. And then secondly, as they did it the first year with all those young guys, that wasn't a very good defense. No. So it worked for them in the first year because of the greatest quarterback in modern history is over there, and they were, what, the second leading scoring team two years ago or the leading scoring team, and Andy Reid's over there. So you can make up for what you don't have defensively and what you're not doing from a shutdown defensive standpoint. That's first of all. Secondly, they wanted, again, this year, with the best defense in the league, those guys had been in the defense already. We're coming off of four. No, we're coming off. It feels like four and thirteen. We're coming off a major collapse at the end of the year, and now we want to go into the next year's with a bunch of unknowns and hoping that we win games just for the sake of seeing guys develop. Not in developmental stage. I just don't get that. I understand if you have to in some areas, you may play one or two guys here or there, but you're telling me no. Just put all young guys out there, and we'll we'll see if they can play. It's not going to work. Yeah, putting the Kobe out there, put this guy out there, put Job out there, put Reed back out. Like, put all the young guys out there. Put Nolan Smith out there. Let him play. It sounds good in the offseason. Yeah, like, yeah, that sounds good in February. Yeah, go out there and try to win games that way. 215-592-9494. I appreciate your, 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 you saying you love you. We're currently on Rocky situation. Me and yeah, you. well, that's you and you got to work that out. Yeah, you guys have to work that out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 215-592. Well, you got you a right to be a little... A little peeved at him. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, you know, you know. We'll, we'll have an Oklahoma. Drill I didn't even out here. know about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a very, very kind article in Crossing Broad written up about it too. Very, very positive. Two one five. I tell you, five nine two ninety four. Causing trouble. He, he came in here and he's like, ah, you know, I don't want to cause any ruffles between the shows. <laughs> he's saying I peed down my leg. <laughs> 
is how you get in. Uh, I thought Howie gave a very interesting answer on one position group this offseason and in free agency. Oh, man. Should the Eagles invest in it? This is Howie's season. We'll discuss that. I can't believe you want Howie just to sit back and do nothing. Well, I'll just go with all young kids on on, on defense. <laughs> um, and are the Eagles players recruiting a player we might have just brought I, up? I hope so. I hope so. 215-592-9494. We'll get to all that coming up next. Are the Eagles going to be in or out on paying for this one position? Howie answered that earlier today. Get in now. 215-592-9494. It's the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What is your plan to put this team in winning situations this year? Well, you know what? Um, I'm proud of the, the people that we have on this team uh, on and off the field. You know, obviously um, the end of the season didn't go the way we wanted to, but um, at the same time, you know, making the playoffs six of the last seven years, being in two of the last six Super Bowls, I feel like we've developed some sort of winning culture. Um, now we got to add to that, and I think we got a lot of work to do. Um, you know, I'm a little bit excited about um, kind of aggressively uh, going after some future players that we did to start this off and bringing back at least one of our guys. So um, it's a good start, but we got a lot of work to do, and I'm um, excited to do it with the people that we get the opportunity to do it. Howie Roseman talking about his mentality heading into this offseason. Mm-hmm. trying to think who the guy they, they re-signed one of their own. I mean, you talking about players? Yeah. But like, coaches. No, I think he's talking about a player. But re- regardless, I think the idea of – how he's going to be aggressive uh, heading into this offseason, excited to get to work and, and, mm-hmm. and revamp this thing. And you know, you're right when you say that this is this is when Howie. That's what I want to hear. Is at his best. Yes, is at his best. Now, the one position 
that is hotly debated on this station and amongst mm. the Eagles fans. Oh, it doesn't matter. Devalued, yada, yada, yada. It's the running back position. Ah. Well, Howie uh, gave his answer on what he thinks about the running back position and how they're going to approach that this offseason. Yeah, I think that um, there are talented players on the free agent market. You know, obviously, we're, we got a couple guys there from our team that are going to be free agents. Um, and I think that at the end of the day, talented, talented players end up getting getting paid. So I, I think I think everyone will kind of have value on players just like any other position. And um, obviously, those guys handle the ball a lot, and they're important players. Howie on the, I mean, it's, again, and he, he knows how to talk mm-hmm. at these things. But it was a little, I felt a little bit different um, than I felt last year when we were doing the Bijan thing, where it kind of felt like he was more shutting it down than, than breathing life into it. Um, either way, the only guy they have right now in the running back room is is Kenneth Gainwell. And I know for me personally, like, personally, like, like I would much rather just go spend money on an established guy. Than, uh, than trying to draft one of these guys. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to use probably a first two-round pick on no. them. So then I don't been trusting. Although they do have two second-round picks. They do have two second-round picks, and there is a precedent here. They did sign Miles Sanders, or they did draft Miles Sanders in the second round. Mm-hmm. I would just I would feel more comfortable, personally, if they went and signed one of these free agent running backs and sign one of the corners, and then you can draft around them. You know, uh, whether it's LeJarrius Sneed, who uh, Eagles players have been, uh, I guess, recruiting, mm-hmm. according to Tony Pauline, which is mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, go get LeJarrius Sneed. Now we just got to see if the, the Chiefs can let him go. Um, but there are big-name free agents out there, like, in, in the running back market. Uh, a lot of guys not being franchise tagged. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. Our guy DeAndre Swift, AJ Dillon, Antonio Gibson, like some 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 relatively big names out there. Saquon Barkley obviously is is the big target, um, but where are you kind of at with the running back position and and heading into this offseason? Yeah, I'm I've been going back and forth with a few of these guys, man, and I'm you know age matters to me, the amount of carries, the wear and tear on the body. Um, what are the Eagles looking for? I would imagine this thing is getting close to just being a one-year type of position for the Eagles. In other words, signing guys for one year. I don't know if they're looking for a franchise running back, a guy that could be their their guy for four years. might not just be the Eagles. It also might be the entire league. Well, some teams actually draft running backs, and they may not re-sign them, but they use them for four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some teams do that. Hey, Hey, Jack, guess what? The 11 players on offense, one of them is always going to be a running back. So, I mean, you can get one that isn't very good, where you better be good in all the other areas. Mm -hmm. Or if you're not good in those other areas, you need a guy that can carry the load for you over there on offense. Now, the Eagles, they want to throw the ball. So they're not going to put a high premium on the running back position. You know, I'm looking at either Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. My big issue or big question mark with Tony Pollard is: Was last year just first year off of an injury, or did he really lose a step? Like obviously the the Kellen Moore connection is there. He was great under Kellen Moore, mm-hmm. but that was also when he was he was he was healthy. He was a complimentary back too. Yeah, and he was not the uh, he was not the bell cow, which the mm-hmm. Cowboys tried to make him last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and where coming I think, off an injury, by the way, they tried to make him a bell cow. Do you back. think that's a bad idea? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, you, you think that's a bad idea? I I, I think it comes down to me like. I, 
Henry, I feel like is is trying towards Cook, and he's like he's like a you know a lumbering back, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Austin Eckler also, I feel like is his loss of step, and part of his value is catching passes out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Like Josh Jacobs is the one to me that I find most interesting. Like a a, a I know it sounds Demarco Murray ish, but a north south kind of physical tough runner. Mm-hmm. Um, like Saquon Barkley is great, but. Feels like he misses time with these weird little injuries. I know Josh Jacobs missed a couple games last year, but has been pretty durable. Sixteen hundred yards two years ago. Mm-hmm. So if I had my 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 choice there, I think Jacobs is number one for me. Yeah, I think Saquon's the better player. I think he, meaning that he's more versatile. Uh-huh. I think he can do a little bit more, catch the ball out of the backfield. I think Pollard um, is nice in open space. You know, um, Josh Jacobs was out there in Vegas and Gruden drafted him. That's because Gruden wants to basically run the football. And that, that's what Gruden wants to do. I don't know if the Eagles are going to necessarily do that. So to have in, – in the back that they went after last year in the trade, uh, DeAndre Swift, they didn't even give him the ball a ton. No. They didn't even give him the ball a ton. So you're going to have Kenny Gainwell here. The reason why I'm saying Pollard, A, Pollard is going to be the second year removed from that injury, so he should feel healthier. Uh, at that point, he's still only 26 years old right now, although he'll be 27, I believe, by the time the season starts. Um, he knows the offense, and you got Kenny Gainwell here. So he he's still somewhat of a – he's not going to be a bell cow back, just like DeAndre Swift wasn't. Going to have another year of Kenny Gainwell complaints? Well, I mean, he's going to touch the ball. He's gonna so, touch the yeah, ball. yeah, he's going to get his touches. Yes. 215-592-9494. Do you want the Eagles to spend free agent dollars – on their running back position, like real free agent dollars. If we're talking Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard, I'm not sure how much he gets, you know, coming off the injury in his last year, or Saquon Barkley. I mean, Saquon Barkley, it, you're paying a, a premium for that spot. The Eagles traditionally haven't done that, but I just think the the best version of this team is when they have a guy like a Josh Jacobs. And, you know, I know they don't really want to run the ball as much as, you know, like we know Jeff Lurie's whole MO is, is throw to throw to win, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think that they need to get back at least to being more balanced. I think that's when you get the best version out of these guys. And and Kellen Moore was a was a more under center, I guess, offensive coordinator with with the Chargers and, and Dallas. So having a guy back there like a Josh Jacobs who is is younger than um I think he's only twenty six, mm-hmm. you know, they they he got a lot out of Zeke. A couple of those years down in in Dallas as well. Eckler's not traditionally a bell cow. Give me a tough, physical, big runner uh, behind this offensive line. Maybe take some of the pressure too off of Jalen and these like tush pushes. I know the tush push is great, but like he takes a lot of hits that way. I mean, we had a guy once rip his helmet off in the in, in the Bucks game. Like they got to start also protecting Jalen from that mm-hmm. standpoint. You got Clyde's uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You got Devin Singletary. What about uh, what about AJ Dillon? AJ Dillon, you want the big back, man? Hey, come on, man! I, it's Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We haven't had a big back since I don't know since when. Dorsey Levin. Yeah, I don't still. know when the last time we had a big back. Um, yeah, it, this is going to be a deep running back class. This is going to be a deep running back class as far as free agent goes, and including DeAndre Swift, like including the guy we just had here as a Pro Bowl running back. Yeah. So the Eagles, I don't think they're going to be in a rush to sign anybody. They're going to let the market for the running backs die down, and they're going to get one of these guys at a bargain price. I think so, too. Um, but I do think it's something that I want them to at least go after. 
You know, if you have a chance to go add a difference, I know like people. Well, the problem is these guys aren't going to sign early on a one-year deal. I don't know if the Eagles are going to go out and give somebody two, three, four-year deal. They're not. They're not like the running backs are going to say, "I'll wait for a better deal to come along." You only do the one-year deal when there's nobody else wants to sign you. You know what's interesting? It, I can't get a read on how the fan base feels about DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is a, a local, local kid. kid. Yep. Had a had a pretty good year last year. I kind of felt like he left some some money on the table. Um, but he also had some big run, not money on like physically. I'm trying like on the saying. field. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he also had like, I mean, against the Chiefs, he had the 36 yard sprint down that, that kind of mm-hmm. jump started them. Bills next week had had a similar thing, 30 plus yard run that kind of jump started them. He does show explosiveness. Um, maybe the Eagles, you know, they saw how he was in pass protection and are like, eh, you know, I'm kind of good. I I'm okay if DeAndre Swift doesn't come back, but it, it's weird. It doesn't seem like we have a a, a groundswell to bring DeAndre Swift back. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, obviously, local people will certainly want to have DeAndre back. I just, I think Eagles fans <laughs> have conditioned themselves that the Eagles don't spend money on running backs. So if he's a free agent, he's gone. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what some. I mean, we just let we let Mal Sanders leave. Like, so you know, I think that's kind of what Eagles fans are. Some of them are thinking like, well, I'd be more surprised if the Eagles did re-sign DeAndre Swift versus. Making a big stink that they should. Jackson is in Haynesport. What's happening, Jackson? What's up? How you guys doing? What's up, Jackson? Uh, I just wanted to say how uh, I believe we should uh, bring back Swift just because he had probably uh, a breakout year, but I don't think that's going to be his best year to come. And compared to all the other running backs or free agents, I think he's one of the better bets. Maybe Josh Jacobs, but like you're saying, like how Tony Pollard or Al Sackler should get a big deal, but. I believe both of them suck. <laughs> well, I don't think any of them are getting a big deal. I don't think any of these running backs are getting a big deal. Uh, yeah, especially Austin Eckler. I mean, I couldn't even watch him play without uh, shutting my eyes. Well, did did you have him in fantasy? I did. No, I would never draft Austin Eckler in the right mind. Well, it sounds well like a good. couple of those years he was pretty. Yeah, good. what's your what's your personal beef with Austin Eckler? <laughs> He's more. He's like more of a fancy running back than an actual running back. I mean, I believe my uh, younger brother, who's a kicker, could probably run faster than him down the field. Okay. Wow. I got you. Okay. I got you, Jackson. <laughs> Sound a little personal. Yeah. I, mean, I would love to know what Austin. Yeah, Austin did. Eckler was pretty good there for a few years. He was like the best fantasy player for a couple <laughs> yeah. years there. Um, I do think I'd rather have Swift back than than Tony Pollard. Okay. I, I like Tony Pollard, but old Tony Pollard. Like like this one, I'm worried about the leg. Why? He just rushed for 1,000 yards. Tony Pollard rushed for 1,000 yards? Yes. That seems impossible. I feel like he, I've watched a lot of Cowboys games, and I don't remember him making a <laughs> making a dent this year. Yeah, I okay. think, yeah, Tony Pollard rushed for 1,000 last year, man. Well, he listen. rushed for 1,005. Well, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Well, here's the thing. There weren't very many running backs that rushed for 1,000 yards. No. Uh, Derrick Henry had 1,100. Pollard had 1,005. Swift, Swift had 1,049. I mean, the rest of the guys, I think McCaffrey had, I think McCaffrey had maybe 1,200 or 1,300. I know he led the league in rushing. Yeah. But wasn't a big I, I think it's, I think it's the, the, these, these teams are just saying, we'll give the ball to the running backs, but we're not building our offense around the running backs. I mean, the only one that really jumps out as building their offense around it is, is San Fran. Yes. You know, I mean, even the Rams, right? I mean, the Rams, 
when it was Gurley, mm-hmm. you know that. Oh, that was that, that offense was built around Todd Gurley. Now it's like Kyrian Williams. Yeah, you know, and, and I know the McVay system is a lot about, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, it's about play action and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like the Rams got away from it. The Lafleur had Aaron Jones and and uh, and kid from the Rams. That kid from the Rams came. They had a real good year. Kyron Williams. He's gonna be drafted early. There's a uh, there's a team that went all through the draft pretty much to, to rebuild this thing with Stafford and Cup. Yeah, and it was like Puka and him and all the defensive players. But yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting. And they one. didn't have early draft picks. No, never. They gave, I mean they gave up the draft picks for the Super Bowl. F those picks. F those picks. Herb's in the Northeast. What's happening, Herb? All right, boys. This is what we got. Listen to Brandon Brooks because he's got some good picks. Barrett Brooks. All right, now Barrett, Barrett Brooks. Let, let me talk about the defense first. That's uh, Ike Reese's. Uh, That's my specialty. specialty. Yep. Specialty. Also so, special uh, teams. Yep. Yeah, we need to get – we need in free agency, okay, because free agency comes first. Then the draft, okay? Mm-hmm. We need we need to go out and get ourselves a couple linebackers that can tackle, that can move from east to west, north to south, the whole deal, okay? We need to get a couple of them that can start, that's been playing, okay? Put the money up, Jeffrey Lurie, and then we got to go get a couple of, we got to get at least one safety and a couple of cornerbacks uh, that can hit. Okay, and then we can address, okay, in the draft, we can get an edge rusher, somebody that can play on the line of scrimmage, that can, you know. Get to the quarterback, yeah. One, the one thing I want to say before I go to the offense, okay. Go ahead. There's, there's, when I was in San Francisco, I was in Santa Clara last year, right around the time when Hargrave signed. When I when I went by the stadium over there, there was a big giant sign. Welcome Hargrave. And that's what the Eagles need to do. When they sign these free agents that are coming in from these other teams or whatever, for each one of them they need to have a big sign. Right you think that's gonna of, make the difference? Right where I'm no, because what it is is saying you gotta have some kind of friendship. You gotta have some kind of like welcome we're welcoming you guys to Philadelphia. Make them feel good. Besides right. shaking their hands and talking all this stuff upstairs when you walk into Novacare and all. You got to have it out on the street. Let the fans see it. Let the players see it. Okay? That's what they need. Take out number, billboards. Num- number two, let me get to the offense. The offense, we know we need to get a running back. Okay? Uh, we know we need we, – uh, Brand, uh, Barrett talked about this uh, uh, fullback slash tight end uh, that would be good. He talked about it this morning on uh, on the uh, Comcast. Bird's huddle, uh, yeah. Then there's a guy number 60 from Oklahoma, okay? The big 6-7. Uh, the problem with him, he's, uh, his name is Dayton. He's He's good, but the issue is you got Lane Johnson there. Yep. You're, you, so you really, unless you're going to take that guy and pay him, and and then and make him sit for a year, unless you know something about Lane Johnson, is how many years does he want to play? You know, before the draft comes, then you know, then you know, you have to see. You got to know what's going, what 
clean Johnson is talking about. Yes. You know what I mean? Other than that, then I would go for the bet at, at 22. I'm looking at the best linebacker. Okay. I thought you said uh, edge rusher, Herb. I thought you said head um, rusher. Well, you can find other edge rushers. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah. I, this team's great at that. I need, I need, I need linebackers because guys get hurt, and I need backup stuff, and I need, I need cornerbacks. I need cornerbacks who can play. When you were in, in San Francisco, second, were you advising second, Kyle Shanahan to get uh, Javon Hargrave? In the second round, you can get that kind of stuff. In the second round, what were you doing? Guys, in, what were you doing in San Francisco? Herb? The guys that you're going to take in round Herb. one and round two must start. You understand? I know. I know. Must I know. Start. Must start. Put that in your head, uh, Jack. I'm trying to put S- it in my head. That is the goal. S- I agree. Listen, S C A R T. That's what I'm telling. You. Proud of you, buddy. Don't give me any other stuff because that's what it is. If you if they can't start, then we can't take them. You understand? We need we need guys that can start. We're giving them first round money, second round money. We're expecting that these guys, after their rookie contracts, <laughs> that they're going to be here for a long time. Ideally, so that's how you got to draft guys. Okay. All right. All you, right. You working tonight, Herb? What's going on? Is that your bus yeah, right now? I'm working. I'm working. I came in early because the girl got sick. Okay. Uh, Who's the Sixers playing tonight? You got Sixers or Flyers? Celtics, man. Seven thirty. Yeah, oh, we got, got Celtics Flyers. tonight. Yeah. The Sixers are up there in. Uh, in, in uh, Boston, oh, they're up there. up there and playing for well, it. Was a good That's run. a loss. Yeah, yeah, it was a good run. Listen, like Reese, I'm yes. wearing. I'm wearing. Guess what I'm wearing today? I'm what? wearing Nick Foles' the media jacket at the Super Bowl. That's what I'm talking about. You feeling like a I'm champion wearing, today? Huh? I said you're feeling like a champion today. Yeah. Do you feel extra endowed below? Uh, what's that? Nothing. I was just making sure if the Foles uh, jacket made you feel bigger anywhere. Yeah, Nick Foles. Do you know what his nickname is? No, you, I don't know his nickname. What's that? Nicky Six. Nicky Six is. is yeah, his, yeah, I know that. It's his nickname. I was in the hospital then. Uh, I know. I hospital. Yeah. Well. yeah. 38 days. You never know when to get out of here. I don't. I don't. (laughs) All right, Herb. Appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? Yeah, I don't. All right, there he goes. Herb from the Northeast. (laughs) Told you. You got to read when he's done with the call. I know. Listen, I don't think he's ever done. No, he's no, he's done. done. He just doesn't know how to hang up. He wants us to hang up. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm a little gun shy. A little gun shy with her. Get Every it. once in a while, he'll be like, "Well, I gotta go." I know. Those are the nice ones. Yeah, he's like, "All right." I'm when he's here. busy, yeah. When he has something to do, yeah. Right there, he's just sitting there like, "Yeah, I guess I'll sit here if y'all want me to sit on the phone." Yeah. Next thing you know, he's gonna start waving to everybody, just getting on the bus, getting off the bus. <laughs> Big Flyers game tonight down at the, down at the barn? <laughs> you and your Nikki Six nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know if he made, felt a little bit better. Got a little pep in his stuff. You know what? He hasn't he hasn't picked up his lady friend in a while. Foles? <laughs> Would you stop, I'm man? Just kidding. I'm just going to get it. No, I know. <laughs> I heard. We haven't got a, uh, you know, ever since the, the poor lady out in Italy, she passed away <laughs> and had to, had to break the news to him. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been uh, he hasn't been in the wild. Well, he hasn't had his he hasn't had his cup of chocolate either in a while, man. Yeah, I haven't heard him talk talk about being out in Mount Airy. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. You know, Ike. Yeah, you know, Ike. I still want to know what he meant when you're like when he acted like you and your friends just like sit around bonfires and 
like go to the bat. Like it was, it was the weirdest. It's like you know what I'm talking. You about. know what I'm talking about, Ike. Absolutely don't do not know what you're talking about. Her Twitter questions this hour sponsored by Marks Jewelers. Looking for oh, wedding man. bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Marks Jewelers extensive collection for the perfect gift online. Marks Jewelers.com. Well. There's a uh, another story out about problems with the uh, Eagles locker room, uh, this time by Marcus Hayes. Boo! Boo! <laughs> media. Yeah, once again. Once again, media out to get the Eagles. Uh, what did Marcus Hayes say? Is it a big deal? Uh, we'll get to all of that coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WI. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.